is maybe the night that my dreams might let me know all the stars are closer all the stars are closer tell me what you gonna do to me confrontation ain't nothing new to me you could bring a bullet bring a sword bring a morgue but you can't bring the truth to me alexa play kendrick lamar and scissor okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. Before we get started with the show, I just want to let you know, Hampton and I joke around about suicide a lot on this show because we've experienced a lot of suicidal thoughts in ourselves and talked to a lot of friends and family about suicide. So we're comfortable with it, and the way we deal with it is to joke around about it. Please don't think that we take it lightly. If you're feeling depressed, especially if you're feeling suicidal right now, please stop the podcast right away and call 1-800-273-TALK. They're incredible. They're always there 24 hours a day. They can help. There are other options besides suicide, and I know that because you are loved by Hampton. Hampton is in love with everyone. You know just My hotel on orbit. <laughs> this is the best resort. Oh my god! Vacation, lots of sleeping. Oh no! You've been writing this all day. <laughs> that wasn't a riff at all. Send it to Weird gonna... Al Yankovic. <laughs> this is the best resort. <laughs> hey, welcome to Suicide Buddies. My name is hey. David Ross. I'm Hampton Yunt, and this is Suicide Buddies. That's right. It's a mental health podcast. It's a comedy podcast, and uh, I don't know. It's about depression. It's about suicides in history. So Sometimes it's not. Sometimes Dave just blows my mind with Whoa! attempted suicides and stuff. Uh, yeah, it's especially important to to remind you of the premise of this show because this is this the person we're talking about this episode. Uh, the story is so tragic, but there's so many opportunities for jokes. Okay. Uh, like it's just gonna be it's gonna is be it, bad how much we joke. Is it Garfield? It's Garfield. Garfield <laughs> killed himself on a Monday. Garfield! <laughs> oh, Mondays, you know? Um, yeah, we joke around a lot about suicide because we have both almost killed ourselves a bunch of times, and that's how we deal with it. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, um, You're so weird. Me? No. My, me? No. Me? <laughs> Don't call me fucking weird, man. Uh, if you call me weird one more time, I'll kill myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, now I get the podcast. Oh, yeah. Now I understand. One day I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> yeah, this is a podcast where Hampton bullies me, and uh, <laughs> so do his fans over email. Email us, buddies, buddies, buddies at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. Those are actually really great emails, guys. Uh, a lot of episodes, uh, suggestions have been helpful. We used uh, Willard Hirschberger recently. Yeah, the one today is a suggestion as well from oh. a listener named Jess Mann. She emailed us and oh, suggested... Tight. Yeah, but we'll get to that in a second. You're recording your fucking album, dude. Yeah, well, okay, so people in Chicago, please come out uh, to the Lincoln Lodge. I think it's at the Under the Gun Theater, is the actual theater. Under the Gun. And it's uh, August 31st and September 1st, and I'm recording an album, and I'm really excited because Chicago's like 
my favorite city I've ever like performed in, and like I just think it's going to be like a lot of fun. Oh man, yeah, it's going to be dope. Under Please the Gun Theater, out. Under come the out, Gun come out, come Theater, out, come out. and Tattoo Shop. <laughs> <laughs> I will be getting an MS-13 face tattoo on stage. <laughs> if we sell out, I do a full face tat. Man, I just you... get Jared Leto's like face tats from the Joker on my face. If you do that, if you get MS-13 tattoos, you know your kids are going to have to be put in cages. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, separate cages. Despite all my rage, my kid is in a cage. Oh my... Dude, <laughs> Golly, this is slowly air. becoming just a '90s alternative rock podcast. Well, I think we can't we can't help it when we talk into microphones. I know, using our radio voices. I know. Beautiful, beautiful. Radio We're recording, voices. by the way, at Starburns Industries again mm-hmm. in beautiful Burbank, California. And I don't think we'll ever do it again, truly, because <laughs> I miss Aristotle. I can see his face over there. I can yeah. see his. They put Aristotle in a fucking cage. He's behind the glass. Yeah, and our poor brother there is like trapped. Our brother. Watch my brother, <laughs> Dave. Dave, you just can't relate to having a brother, man. No, I'm an only child, you just and fuck you, can't dude. Fucking relate. No, dude. I don't understand. And honestly, it's you, the reason for all of my personality flaws. You wouldn't use that and, that word if you if you brother know, unless, if I fucking knew. <laughs> man, I can't tell you how often that's, people that's remind word. me that I am an only child. Oh yeah, total. That must have sucked. Really? Well, it was just my own experience. <laughs> I don't have yours. I just have mine. Wait, I think uh, it would be funny if they then paused and then just like kind of looked inward and were like, wait, my life sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, huh. Huh. My brother hates me. <laughs> it's kind of hard all around. Hmm. Well, where do we go from here, Hampton? Oh, uh, you were going to dive in because we're, we're going to flip this episode. We we're have a guest it. in the second half. How do you feel, though? How are you? It's nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty good. Things have been like pretty open schedule wise recently so i've just had a lot of time to like be sad work on the podcast actually oh yeah cool yeah like try and like organize stuff you're wearing your feeling shirt right now yeah this is me promoting to you (laughs) well yeah watch the show (laughs) watch the show listen to me listen to the shirt for some reason it really stuck with me that you called me weird like two minutes ago Uh, i thought that was funny (laughs) it is it is, but I, you know what it is, man. I'm real. A few episodes ago, I talked about being having a bad time. I'm like real sensitive. I'm noticing, and I am in general. But <laughs> lately, I, lately I especially am. I should have fired back. How are you doing, Dave? Like, how are things? I don't know, man. I'm. I guess I'm just weird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm just weird, man. So yeah, uh, that's how I'm fucking doing, and I'm an only child. <laughs> <laughs> nah, oh, dude. Wow. Yeah, well, clearly I'm not. I'm. I'm just. Uh, you know, I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm having a rough time, dude. I'll be okay, but I'm having a. Uh, I'm having a rough ass time, bro. I like. I've been listening to a lot of Ockerville River. Do you listen to that? Oh, band? they're great. They're man. so good, dude. That song Black. I think uh, they wrote it's like fantastic yeah well i don't like that <laughs> okay well, yeah what's, what tracks do you like? because i support donald trump <laughs> and the cops you guys get the joke um race in america <laughs> this is america <laughs> this is america That's this is I, my cousin erica i like that song this is america by ockerville river <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about like wooden oh, ships and stuff and uh, about like throwing tea into the <laughs> ocean. <laughs> That's how you form a country, dude. This is America. You start making the water into tea. Yeah. And then you start swimming in the tea. Totally. Totally. You just dip your balls in the 
in the river. For one, and it becomes a tea bag. Make sure you when you it. when you form the country and you're dumping the tea, you do it as a hate crime. And you dress up as a minority <laughs> and uh, yes. that you're currently murdering. Oh, that's true. They dressed up as Native Americans. That's right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, I'm so proud. I'm so fucking proud to be an American. I, yeah. So what what was the scandal with Lee Greenwood? Doesn't he fuck kids or something? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come on. I'll say it. I don't give a shit about that guy. Whoa, who is I will that? create any – the guy who wrote in him. Proud to be an American because you can fuck kids and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> and I feed no several children in my basement. Yeah. And I'm going to run for Congress. <laughs> It's not that no one cares, but they will vote for you. That is that is really <laughs> they funny. They straight up will vote for you. It is very funny that that's been almost not like no deterrent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, they're kind of getting now proud. Where it's like, yeah, I fuck kids. Like they're like they're trying to like buy it back. They're trying to get ownership of it. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's so totally bizarre. Oh man. God. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to our suicide show where we make jokes about death. Um, yeah, we're flipping it this week We because uh, Steve Agee is coming in. And, uh, yeah, well, he had to come late. And then we were like, fuck, dude, why don't we just give it a shot, dude? Do the history <laughs> first, dude, and then talk to Steve later, dude. Yeah, um, I think we've warmed up a, a good amount. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this week we're talking about a guy named David Reimer. Who Ooh, David Ross? David who David a guy named David Ross who uh, his all his friends called him weird, so he killed himself. <laughs> That's weird. Some of his best friends fucking. You know, what would be weird if you killed yourself. Yeah, that would be weird. It's, it's that kinda, would be kooky. It's kind of creepy. Kinda, yeah, kind of ooky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> Yeah, in my if head. You kill yourself and your friends are sad. That's like, wow, what a bummer, dude. Um, so on May 4th, 2004, this is one of the more recent ones we've done. Oh, shit. In Winnipeg, Canada, David Reimer, sitting in a car in a grocery store parking lot, took a sawed off shotgun and shot himself in the head. Ooh. He was 38 years old. Wow. Here's the thing about David Reimer that was David's third first name he'd had in his life. And. I need to establish right off the top, this story is one of the saddest stories of a person who's committed suicide that I've ever heard in my entire life. But the details of it are so, for for the for our minds and for the minds of people listening to this, okay. people who like juvenile comedy, mm-hmm. the details of the story are funny. <laughs> they just I'm are. I'm really scared. <laughs> this is going. And um, I kind of almost see the setup And here. so I'm just going to get all that out of the way. Right away, there's a documentary about David Reimer made by the BBC that anyone could watch, and this is the first line in that movie. This is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt off. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Click. Turn off the light. So I guess the details are, they're not funny. They're not funny. What? But they're so... Burned off. They're so extreme that it's hard to not... Laugh. That fucking sucks. Dude. Yeah, it's so awful. And, but that is like such an odd way to start a documentary. This is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt off. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, I guess it's not that that detail is funny. It's like why it's how did it's the, presented? It's how it's presented. First of all, you know you have a British accent. Mm-hmm. You know you do. <laughs> and, 
You knew what you were doing, bitch, when you came in here with that fucking accent. This is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt Dude, off. Dude, I hate the British so much penis now I want to dump off. some tea into the fucking this ocean, dude. This is the story dude. of a boy whose penis was burnt off. <laughs> it's just like, also, like, work up to it. Say, don't just start with that. Say cauterized. <laughs> say, you know what I mean? Like, accidentally removed a person... Uh, who, as a baby, their penis... You know what I mean? Like, okay. you can't just be like, this is the story of this motherfucker. <laughs> this His penis was burned! Off. Yeah, like... Burnt dick yeah, Steve! bury the lead a little bit. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you could start off and be like, this is a genuine, uh, like, sad story of, uh, you know, like, the human experience. Like, just work up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I... This is the story of Dave Ross, who killed himself because he's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the story um, of young boy David Ross, who blew off his penis. <laughs> this is the story of a boy who drowned in shit. He was in a tub filled with shit, and oh, uh, no. he drowned in it. He thought he was just swimming some shit, and then he drowned in that shit. Anyway, right. let's have a 45-minute documentary after this. Let's learn about Diarrhea Danny. And also, look, I'm just a fucking little child baby boy, and hearing about a person whose penis was burned off made me laugh right away. And I'm so sorry. It's I feel so bad. how it's presented. <laughs> yeah, it's, There's you're right. nothing on paper that's funny about that. It's just the no, fucking right. British, Britishness of it. Yeah. This is the story of a boy <laughs> whose penis was eaten by a lion. All right. Let's get into it. It's like, thank God a British person didn't, like, do the voiceover for March of the Penguins. They'd be like, this is about some fucking birds. <laughs> You're going to learn about birds. This is about fat birds in fat, the snow. Fat fucking birds. <laughs> You're watching fat birds in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking loser. Dude, they should have called March of the Penguins fat birds in the snow. <laughs> that would be so great. Oh, boy. Here fat come bird. those fat birds in the snow again. Fat birds welcome. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I met Fat Bird in the snow 20 years ago. Is there a, uh, a an accent in which that phrase doesn't sound, this is the story of a boy whose penis was burned off. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> this is the story of a boy whose penis was burned off. Wow. That one, none of them are... None. You just don't lead with it. This is the story of a boy whose penis was burned off. In a world, wait, here, penis, pee -pee penis, in penis. a world where penises are blown off of children, <laughs> there stands the Transformers, <laughs> ready to do battle. In a world of boys with one penis, <laughs> the boy with zero penises is, well, not king. Definitely not king. Kind of the opposite, actually. Oh, boy. Okay, so here's what Ooh. happened. Um... August 22nd, 1965, Janet Reimer uh, gives birth to t identical twin boys. One boy is named Bruce. The other is named Brian. Hmm. And then at seven months old, in April 27th, 1966, because of a small like skin disorder that had to do with their foreskins, oh. um, hmm. they had to get circumcision. So they go in. They go. They they go in. They are the two identical twin boys are taken in to get circumcised by a doctor at seven this months old. Is so scary. It's already. so awful, dude. April so fucking scary. April twenty seventh, nineteen sixty six. This happens. Bruce is the first of the babies to get circumcised, and they accidentally burn his penis off. 
they did it with a laser? Like it's, it's called electrocauterization. What they do is they they heat a metal probe in order to burn tissue off. Hi guys, this is a learning podcast, dude. If you want to donate to Suicide Buddies, uh, buy a T-shirt. Oh my god, dude, that's so fucking. This is the story. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to play that. I did not. Yes, you did. I didn't. Yes, I didn't. All right. Um, that's. Awful. I have a lot of thoughts already. Sure. Um, so well, wait, they, that's ha- only they had the a beginning. skin condition on their penis. Yeah, I. Uh, the details of it, I'm not going to get too into. Too much dick. Yeah, your baby has too much dick. <laughs> we have to take some off. Let's take a little off the top. It was a condition that had something to do with like the uh, the force can't can't actually pull back, and so it can get infected. Right. That happens. Yeah, yeah. But so they had to circumcise uh, them. Okay, that's fine. Um, it's fine. Just cut off the fucking nerve endings. On your and um, I looked it up. Electrocauterization is a, a an actually very uncommon way to perform circumcision. It's not that like hmm. we've just never heard of it, and they do it right. all the time. Right. Normally, they do use uh, like scissors or a scalpel or whatever. They use a knife. And these, doctors... if you're a rabbi, you use your mouth. Right. <laughs> That's true. So you just. So you brought that I'll show, up. I'll show you some documentaries. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's fine. This is the story of a doctor who sucks on boys' penises. <laughs> Not a doctor, a rabbi. It's, it's me. Uh, <laughs> I'm guilty. Yeah. Um, it me. Wow. Uh, uh, so, but, but, dude, this is okay. only the tip Jesus. of the iceberg. Yeah. So that happens, and the parents are honestly, like, very, very upset. Oh, um, why? <laughs> And uh, they don't know what to do. They're kind of lost. And then at some point that Jesus. year, watching TV or talking to people, they find out about um, hmm. the uh, this doctor who works in the field of gender identity okay. as a researcher. Um, and he's developing... He's sort of like at the he- the top of his field in this thing called the theory of gender neutrality, which believes that... For the first two years of life, every single baby, as far as their gender identity goes, is a blank slate. Hmm. So their gender identity is assigned to them based on how they're treated in their environment Hmm. in the first two years of life. That's what this guy believes. Oh, wow. So he's like, it's all nurture. Right. And he's been, yes, all nurture. And he has been studying. The reason he believes this is he's been studying hermaphrodites. And apparently the hermaphrodites he had come across Mm -hmm were more male or more female depending on how they were raised by their family or where oh, they wow, were that's raised. Oh, so interesting. Right. Um, and, uh, and they also, this guy had also been starting to talk to people who had gotten gender reassignment surgery, transgendered people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so they heard about all this. They go to Johns Hopkins University and talk to this man. And here's the first other silly fucking detail of this story. This guy's <laughs> name is Dr. Money. That's his name... <laughs> <laughs> That's a James Bond villain. Yeah, Dr. Money. <laughs> the name's Dr. Money. His name is Dr. John Money. I, I, I'm Dr. Money, Mr. <laughs> Bond, and I'm holding the entire world ransom, not for money, but for sex. The entire world has to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Money. Yeah. Yes, I have money. <laughs> wow. Dude, it's unbelievable. So in 1967 is where they went and talked to him. At Johns Hopkins, they tell him, "How come a hospital can have a gender, dude?" John Hopkins Hospital. That's true, man. Don't fucking do that. It's not fair. 
It's not fair, dude. Call it like Angel of Mercy. Or Leslie Hopkins, you know? <laughs> Something in between. Um, or just Hopkins, you know? Come on, dude. Not fair. <laughs> what are you doing? Having coffee? Yeah, I drink. <laughs> <laughs> God, you're so weird. <laughs> yes, I'm having coffee. Oh, having water, Dave? Yeah, I'm going to have some water, man. Uh, that yeah. was pretty observant. Uh, you're fucking weird. Where's the where's the Starburns gun? <laughs> it's got fucking like Dan Harmon's face on it. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> good joke. Good joke, Hampton. <laughs> really fucking good joke, really man. Fucking good. Um so they the the reason the parents went to him is that they had heard about all this and thought like, oh wow, maybe uh, we could just choose to make our kid a girl. Okay. They talk to Dr. Money, and he says, yes, you absolutely can choose to make your kid a girl. <laughs> Eddie Money said that? <laughs> Eddie Money. And he gives them uh, some very strict instructions. He, like, makes a plan and gives them some very strict instructions. So this is what happens. Um, at 22 months old, huh. Bruce Reimer okay. is castrated. Uh, what? Oh, so his balls. His testicles are removed surgically, and then a basic vulva is fashioned. It doesn't look like a regular vagina. It's just a very basic, and this is important to know for later. Yeah. Um, And then they make this hole in Bruce's abdomen that he can pee out of, right? Uh, Okay, yeah. Okay. Two, probably. So that's what happens. Uh, And then after that, they raise Bruce as a girl. Okay, here's the uh, Named thing. Brenda. Was this one of the first times this was done? Uh, to an infant, absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, man, that's interesting. I didn't find any statistics on that, but I would imagine it was the first time it was ever done to a baby. Mm. I mean, sometimes kids get their fucking dicks cut off, man. Like, it, uh, it, it's actually happened, like, a, a couple times. No, absolutely, sort of but... Yeah. Kids get their dicks cut off, but th- I think this is definitely yeah. okay. This is definitely yeah. the first time a kid has gotten their penis burned off, and the solution they found was to turn that kid into a woman. Okay, yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't. It didn't say in what I read that it was the first time, but it was the first time. <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely. So they raise her as a girl, and they actively do all the stereotypical American female things. They like. Put where get make her room pink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make her it. wear yeah, dresses. Yeah. Literally, in, in an interview, the mom was like, "I had her make cookies with me." That's like, uh, yeah, yeah, we get it. You raised her as a girl. I just love that they just keep listing things. You know, horses, uh, long hair, ri- ribbons in the hair, uh, 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 skirts, and they just go for hours listing all the things. Yeah, tell, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, right. I get it exactly. Even down to there's an interview early on with um, Brian and Brenda. Is her name? Uh, where the kids are being asked by Dr. Money about their relationship. And literally, Brenda goes, well, he's in charge because he's a boy. And they're like, do you fight? Whoa. And she goes, no, I don't fight because I'm a girl. Boys fight and girls don't fight. <laughs> it's like <Okay>. very... <laughs> I mean, I've definitely heard... Uh, kids say stupid shit all the time. Sure, so, but I also you know. it also sounds like their parents maybe went a little overboard. Like you're a girl and you do girl things. Yeah, that's possible. Definitely, it was right. Heavy handed. Who knows though? I mean, yeah. the thing is, who knows? Right? Yeah. I don't know these people. It's interesting. Um, yeah, the <laughs> I, one thing. I get dinner with them every week. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is my family. This is my brother. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about my brother right now, who was also named David. 
weird. Anyway, uh, Dr. Money told the parents of these kids never tell either of them uh, yeah. that uh, Brenda was born a boy because then it'll reverse everything, right? Wow, very precarious. Right. <laughs> and then – so the way that this kid's life went was um, penis accidentally burned off and then at 22 months old – um, surgically castrated, raised as a girl, and then every year after that, once a year, both kids would be brought in to interview with Dr. Money to see how it's going because <laughs> Dr. Money also was treating this as an experiment. Right. And it was it was thought wow. of by the gender identity research community mm-hmm. as the perfect experiment because um, it starts as a baby mm-hmm. uh, and also – uh, there's this identical twin brother, which is a perfect control group wow. to judge it all yeah, off of, right? C- kind of, if, but th- th- there's actually a lot of difference to like the scientific method that's like evolved over like the last like couple decades. Oh, in the way definitely. that you approach these sort of like control groups and stuff, and they find often that they don't. They're not a it, the control group is flawed because it was set up. The conditions are right. set up poorly. Well, yes, definitely, but they all thought that then yeah. is what I'm saying oh. in the 60s and 70s. Um, so, okay, so Brenda and Brian are brought in once a year to visit with Dr. Money. And for the first handful— <laughs> ching <laughs> Totally. They have a visit to Dr. Money. Ching-ching! Um, and uh, for a bunch of years, for like five, six years, maybe a little bit less— Everything's going fine. It seems like Brenda is identifying entirely as a girl and Brian is identifying entirely as a boy. It's going exactly how Dr. Money is planned. He writes a book about it. He's becoming lauded in his field. He's hmm. discovered that gender is entirely nurture and he's he's just like at the top of his game, right? And then uh, Brenda starts getting really aggressive. And it turns out that the parents have been lying to Dr. Money when they bring Brenda in, that actually she hasn't really been doing that well as a girl and has been acting very masculine most of her life. Okay. But she was giving those answers like, (coughs) he's in charge. Is that like the parents just training her? I don't know. How to respond? I think that was young enough where – I think it was going well for the first few years and then – uh, okay. It started to go to not be, and then right. they lied for a couple of years, and then it was noticeable. Interesting. Yeah. So Dr. Money starts doing these, and this is where it gets even. I know, God, dude. Our, our dude's just so inherently aggressive. <laughs> you just can't help but notice. You're like, well, they're throwing shit around, and they're fucking screaming <laughs> like, like little assholes. Right. Uh, it's also, I don't know, it's also so fucking, I don't know, man. I would imagine that it's even... It's compounded by the fact that this person had an in, like a nonstop identity crisis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Feeling masculine but being told you're feminine. Later on in life, uh, they would do an interview where they said that they never really felt like a girl. They thought they felt like a girl when they were too young to know how they felt. Mm-hmm. But always felt like a boy. Where They were bullied in school nonstop. Called- both, both of them? I'm saying they because it's hard to know which pronoun to use. Oh, sorry, but, sorry. But yeah, and also because their name changed. But Brenda, as Brenda, mm-hmm. would wear dresses to school and stuff and get called Cavewoman because she came off as so oh, masculine. Man. Yeah. So the fucking kids pushed brutal. her around and hated her. Just awful, awful Dude, life, that's right? That's such a sh- shitty insult to have. 
So that's already, all those things are already the case for this girl, right? Then it starts to become noticeable that she is masculine. So in order to hammer it home to her that she is a girl, uh, Dr. Money starts doing these exercises where, like, the first thing he did when he thought it was working was what I told you. He he would say, girls do this and boys do this and girls bake and boys shoot guns or whatever. (laughs) But since that wasn't working, he started telling her – he started trying to get her to understand how different genitalia worked. And there are all these – there are these quotes from their sessions where the doctor would say stuff like, you know that women have a vagina, right? It's flat, right? And boys have a penis. You have to look down there, and that's how you know if you're a boy or a girl. And Brenda would go, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. She's a little girl. She's like six right. or something. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, Dr. Right. Money, this is getting embarrassing for you. So that's not working. So then, this didn't come out till later. It, did, it didn't work to scream at a little girl, you have a vagina! Yeah. <laughs> like she, didn't, she didn't process that, right? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, pretty weird. No, yeah, Dr. Money, uh, who convinced two parents to castrate their 22-month-old, uh, is a bad guy, it turns out. I don't know, pretty weird. I, uh, <laughs> I didn't see it coming. But uh, So since that wasn't working, then it gets even fucking crazier, man. Um, Dr. Money starts literally having Brenda and Brian rehearse sexual positions in order to teach them... <laughs> What a man is and what a woman I'm, is. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this has now become an illegal podcast. <laughs> I think the FBI is going to confiscate people's iPhones. Dude, it's Jesus absolutely Christ. disgusting, man. Whoa. Like, yeah, Whoa. literally having Brenda yeah. lay down spread eagle and then telling her brother to get on and, and then being like, okay, this is what a boy does. He thrusts. And he has Brian thrust. Couldn't he just like show him drawings? Yeah, right. Shit? Like, what the fuck is that? Well, this what is where it weird starts. Theater to, is this? I mean, you. This is where it starts to get like, is Doctor Money <laughs> like a? Yeah, oh, he definitely is. This is definitely incredibly wrong, and you should never do it. But also, is he getting something else out of this? Because uh, there were some sessions where he had them take their clothes off and like pointed at their genitalia and stuff. And then at one of the sessions where they took their clothes off, he took photos. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is real bad. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a pedophile for sure. Uh, <laughs> like definitely I, a pedophile. I, I just um, think there's so many ways around having to do that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. And uh, his defense and also the defense of him from his colleagues is like, well, this is all scientific procedure. He's he's coming at it from a completely clinical standpoint and prying, and trying to – methodically go through all the possible ways right. to prove his theory true. But like, it's still... In his defense, the kids are hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, come on, look, look at him. It's a girl. You Whoa. don't like girls? What, are you gay? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, Holy shit. So, Where does this villain go? He's convinced that... Um, the genitalia are the problem, and she only has, like, a makeshift vulva. So he starts trying to convince Brenda to get a surgery where she gets a real vagina crafted. 
And Brenda hates this, absolutely does not want to do this, Mm -hmm. and he continuously tries to get her to do it, but she refuses. And then at 13 years old, she tells her parents that she will kill herself if she has to go see Dr. Money one more time. Holy shit. And yeah, and then it becomes really clear that she's had suicidal depression for a while already in her life. So then she starts seeing an endocrinologist and a psychiatrist, and both of them tell her parents, you have to tell this kid that... They were born a boy. Yeah. This is absolutely inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ruined oh, this kid's fucking life. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> Damn it. Ah. So at 14 years old, they tell then Brenda Reimer that she was born Bruce Reimer. <sighs> and pretty immediately she's like, yeah, I want this all to be gone. And then reverses the gender reassignment. Okay. Uh, so she, by the way, she has been taking estrogen, so she has grown breasts. Oh, boy. Uh, so she has to have a double mastectomy, starts getting testosterone injections, and then gets two, op- two phalloplasty operations okay. to fashion a new penis. Okay. And then changes his name to David, okay. um, which was the name he had for most of his life then and God, the name so he had when he changing. died. David Reimer. Yeah. And what's really, really crazy then is that he does his fucking best. He, he like, honestly kills it at coming out of that really? for a long time. He wow. gets married to a woman named Jane Fontaine on September 22nd, 1990. Cool. And by all rights, they were happy as all fuck, dude. Yeah. She had three awesome. kids. He adopted her three kids. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Had, like, you know, a normal... Um, that's amazing. Canadian life. <laughs> I was going to say American, but they lived in Winnipeg. Um, it's important to make the distinction. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> Holy fuck. So literally lives through his 20s, married, uh-huh. taking care of his kids. Uh-huh. I would imagine still had depression throughout this entire time that you just have depression when you have it. Yeah, probably um, doesn't have the sex drive thing. So that sometimes really does kind of... Yeah, or maybe has a going. bigger sex drive from taking testosterone injections. I don't uh, but know. But the balls are gone. That's true. So, uh, I mean, I think you can still come through your ass. <laughs> like your prostate. Like a man, Like literally a man's clit is in his ass. Uh, the male prostate is basically the largest <laughs> cluster of nerves. So, you know, I mean, if his, you know, if his wife's into pegging or something, it's like you can have a really fun relationship. <laughs> This is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt off. Hey, I'm, he comes I think, out of his ass. I now. really do think that's yeah. beautiful, but it sounds like couldn't get rid, rid of the depression. Right. Well, okay. So the next good thing that happens is that he ends up telling a uh, a sexologist in his thirties uh, named Milton Diamond tells him this story. I don't know how that came about, and uh, the sexologist is like. You should go public with this story so other people that this happens to mm-hmm. or get involved with this guy, Dr. Money, this doesn't Oh, my God. To. Is Dr. Money not, like, arrested at this point? He's already discredited in his field, but no. Wow. Uh, he's, not, he's not arrested. So then the in story— In fact, he's putting on live productions of children having sex. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, in God. fact, he has a website. Yeah, Jesus this Christ. This is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt off. And comes from his ass. We should play that for Steve Agee. Oh, absolutely we should play that for Steve. This is, I just love, 
Dude, when you said that you can still come out of your ass, I <laughs> I think I don't know if the balls can remove. Come out of your ass. You still come out of your. Oh, not dick. like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It's you said you can still come out of your ass. Yeah, like you have an orgasm in in your ass. Okay, well that's not what you said though. Sorry, <laughs> I, I guess you not like come actually coming out of your ass. But you said come out of your ass. Sorry, um, don't say sorry. It's fine. Dude, don't take me literal. <laughs> You said. No, you're right. You're right. I did say it. (laughs) And I am going to make fun of you for that. But Uh, that's what you just think shitting is. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I come out of my ass like four times a day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's brown. It it doesn't feel anything. It's, you know, but it's coming. Keeps coming. Really, really Really hurts. Really hurts. Really hurts very bad every time I shit. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the show. Interesting. Um, yeah, so he goes public with the story. Uh, there's a big Rolling Stone article that is super popular and widely read. And then there's a New York Times bestselling biography written about him and that. Um, and then in on July 1st of 2002, his identical twin brother, who had been diagnosed with schizophrenia, killed himself. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So they both were... People with depression. Which I mean, they makes were right, sense. They were kind of in a. In a they were a really, in it together. Really bad, yeah, kind of situation. Yes, uh, together. It sounds like this doctor. I mean, like, yeah, they wanted to. And parents. She wanted to kill herself. She was like, I. This man's kind of like treating me like a monster. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's this one quote for an interview with David where he said his brother. He was so sad growing up, and his brother knew it. And uh, so he would let David play with his toys all the time because all he wanted to do was play with his brother's toys. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so sad, man. That's fucking the – let- Just in every situation, just let the kid do what the fuck they want. You know what I mean? Uh, Can I play with the gun? No. Make some fucking <laughs> cookies, you girl. You're I, a girl. I want to make a nuclear bomb. <laughs> no. Play with the horse. <laughs> Pet the horse. You want a horsey. Yeah. I want to commit genocide. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pet, pet the dog. <laughs> so then – so his brother commits suicide and um, and then that's like where it all – Pretty quickly falls catalyst. apart for him. Yeah. Yeah. Not long. I mean, he grieved f- about that so hard. His brother was like the one who was there for them through for him through all that shit. And also, there's this added thing. Identical twins, everything you hear about them, like, you feel connected to that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So it's even, even worse than a, another family member dying, you know? Uh, so that happens. Then he... He can't get a job and makes some – I couldn't figure out what it was. Makes some awful investment of a lot of money where this guy just fucks him over for all his money. <gasps> Dr. Money 2, the revenge. It was me all along. <laughs> You'll never stop me, Bond. <clears throat> so uh, guy takes off with all his money. He straight up cannot get a job and it starts affecting his marriage. And then his wife um, – mm. At one point, May 2nd, 2004, his wife tells him she wants a separation. And it's so sad, dude, because in a later interview, his wife was like, I didn't want to divorce him. It was just hard, and I just thought we needed to get separated for a minute because we needed help. That's so sad. And then a friend of David's later said he was like, when his wife separated with him, he all he was saying to his friend was, I cannot make my wife happy. I cannot make my wife happy. I can't do it. And then two days later, May 4th, 2004, he shot himself. After she separated? Yeah. Two days later. Whoa. Yeah. 
Take that, bitch. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, man. This she, is the story she, of she a boy whose penis awful. was burnt off. That sucks, man. Hey, BBC documentary. I don't think this is the story of a boy whose <laughs> penis was burnt off. <laughs> yeah, this is the story of the, the evil Dr. Money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to... This should have been called Dr. Money's Island of, of Horror. <laughs> it's not just him. I mean, yeah, I guess I don't want to... No, I know. It's also the parents being misguided in a terrible situation to be. No, no, no. With. He is 100% in the wrong and fuck him. And I was about to get mad at his parents, too. Uh, and I will say, I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they made awful, awful choices. I'm also Holy really shit. fucking upset at the brazen, like, circumcision doctor at the very beginning. Yes. It's just like... Boys, let's We're try and burning. Let's try and burn. <laughs> yeah, we'll try it out on a baby's be, dick. It's gonna be a controlled burn. We shouldn't <laughs> try this out for the first time on an adult's dick he's, he's, that <laughs> is bigger. It's just got like a canister of gasoline. He's waving around. <laughs> it's a blowtorch. It's like a flamethrower. It's Elon Musk. And, uh, <laughs> We're going to actually burn off your child's penis and uh, send it in space. It's yeah. gonna be the first time they've ever burned off a penis and sent it into space. <laughs> And a lot of people oh, are wondering. We fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up a little. Do you want a submarine? You're, you're calling me a pedophile now? Oh, I find, I'm a pedophile. No, oh, I am. I'm, oh, sh- I'm the pedophile, sure. I'm dating Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. I'm dating Grimes. Uh, and she does not look like a child at all. Um, yeah. I, it's Shut hard. up, dude. That's my girlfriend. The reason I'm I'm stopping myself from talking is, like, this happened so recently that... I yeah. and I don't know the entire situation, so I stopped myself from saying, "Hey, parents, what the fuck?" Because mm-hmm. I don't know where their heads were at and how they were manipulated and stuff. But it does feel like no one really thought this through. <laughs> uh, Again, it goes back to that brazen <laughs> doctor at the beginning, not even thinking about like, "Well, I'm going to shatter about four to six lives with this." Right. Just, yeah, see, just that's the thing. On a that's whim. the thing. If I like my immediate reaction is, I want to be like, how could you do this to your kid? How could you even let yourself be warped into thinking that what you should do is make your kid ch- make a choice for a kid they should make for themselves? But then, like, this awful doctor burns the kid's penis off, and they like, oh, we just want our kid to have a normal childhood. What do we do? Yeah, and they definitely fucked up. Yeah, but it, they were. I don't know. Those crazy Canadians. They were trying. Dude, Canada fucking sucks, man. (laughs) Dude, this is what happens. See, this is what happens when you get universal health care. They just do whatever the fuck they want. They just burn your fucking dick off and then they turn you into a girl. The parents are like, well, at least it's free. And then they make you pretend to fuck your brother. Yeah. The parents are like, I can't believe this isn't costing us anything. Yeah. You ever think about this? You know who paid for all that? The Canadian taxpayer. That's who paid for it. Yeah, and that's why we need to build a wall to the north. Get your own doctor. Everyone should be a doctor. Shut up. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they they shouldn't be able to do a lot of things. You know what I mean? I think we should have a wall of fire between us and Mexico and a wall of ice between us and Canada. Damn... (laughs) Exactly. I've always thought America should be just like Game of Thrones. And the Statue of Liberty just uh, like has laser beams that it shoots at any boats that try to come come here. Well, I definitely think we should do that. <laughs> the flame, like, you know, the torch of freedom starts shooting out fire and boats. Stay away. Nobody. It's just us. <laughs> just us is blind. That's what it says oh, on the, fuck. you know, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, dude. Come on, it's a comedy dude. podcast. Come on, man. 
Well, fuck, dude. That was a lot of fun to talk about that stuff that I just talked about. That was amazing, dude. Thanks, man. I like to be amazing. Dave, Dave, (laughs) Dave, Dave. Dave. Um, I like that also David Reimer so didn't want the and what he, the identity he was given, he didn't go back to being Bruce. Well, I just spilled water everywhere. <laughs> um, take a second. Um, yeah, well, guys, mm-hmm. uh, we'll take a quick break. I want to also say again, yeah, if you're in Chicago, uh, August 31st or September 1st, uh, please come out to the Under the Gun Theater and record an gun. album. Under the Gun. Under the Gun. This will be the album recording of a boy who burned off his penis. <laughs> yeah, we got Steve Ag, so uh, stick around. <laughs> and we're black. Look at us. <laughs> you heard an ad. What's, oh, my God. What a show. <laughs> we got ads and everything. I have wow. the urge to buy something. <laughs> Holy shit. Steve Agee. I'm here. Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. Very prompt. You showed up right when I fucking demanded you. I've had all these events Suicidal to go thoughts. to today oh. and like meetings and stuff, and each one has ended like 15 minutes before <laughs> the like the I next just one. got out of something 15 minutes ago. I was like, fuck, I, oh my God. God. I just want to go get food. Dude, days like that are so annoying. I just had a meeting with Harvey Weinstein. Boy, <laughs> are my arms tired. Because I was punching him in the face yeah. nonstop. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, 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 it wasn't any him. of this. It yeah. was this. <laughs> he was miming jerking off, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't watching our podcasts. <laughs> uh, so, Steve, have you ever tried well, to kill yourself? No. no, no just joking. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I asked you to do the show because we both, Steve and I did the Tomorrow Show, mm. Ron Lynch's show, uh, a great show, Midnight on Saturdays. You know, the one that goes up. from midnight to 5 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Ron's you got some went, more. You went first, though, yeah, you yeah. dick, yeah. and got to go home. That's right. Oh, man. I went second to last. Yeah. Also, for some reason, it was so funny. They printed out the list of comics, and everyone's name was printed huge, except Steve's name was tiny for some <laughs> it reason. It was so insane. It was so funny, dude. Unreadable. <laughs> yeah. Unread- <laughs> yeah, we thought it was the name of the list. Yeah, oh, man. I haven't done that show uh, since they changed theaters, but like, I did it so many times, and it was like, Ron would always put me last. Oh, yeah. Like That was the condition, mm-hmm. is one time I got to just do it every like month for like a year and then like it was <laughs> always, always at like 3 a.m. you have to like and he was always just like you're just louder than everyone it'll be you'll wake people up <laughs> such <Wow. a> weirdo. <laughs> it's such a weirdo I'm it's like, so funny yeah, that, like, you can't do that that show uh it's been a long time since i went to it and a lot of people were in the audience you know it's always a sparse crowd mm-hmm. and it's fucking late on saturday night but still every time i'm there because it's Ron's show, I feel like I'm a part of history. You know what I mean? I just yeah. feel so yeah. it's such an fucking awesome every yeah. time I do it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, in like 15 years, people will be like, you know, there was a show and it started at midnight <laughs> and would yeah. go till 3 a.m. And it was hosted by Ron Lynch. People yeah. be, what? Yeah, for yeah. anybody who's a L.A. listener, like oh, check man. out the Tomorrow Show at it's, the Dynasty Typewriter Theater. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's so annoying an, that people- You have to see it at least once. Yeah, yeah. it's so annoying people aren't there because it's so fucking crazy and fun and good yeah yeah yeah. but yeah we were talking before the show started about um i forgot you had a bunch of medical problems right what happened you got an accident well i mean 
I've had vertigo my whole ad- adult life, okay, oh, wow. to varying degrees. And we started talking because of this podcast. Right, I, I brought up how uh, there was a period when Sarah Silverman program was ending, and we all knew it was that was probably the last season. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was super stressed, which was making my vertigo worse. Oh wow! Uh, and so the last two weeks of shooting. I had the worst vertigo of my life. It constantly felt like the earth was tilted just like about five degrees. Jesus. And so I would walk tilted. Yeah. yeah. I would sit tilted. Yeah. Like trying to make up for what I thought was a, you know, a shift in the earth that wasn't actually real. And, um, I would have to hold on to walls when I wore, walked. Oh, wow. And this lasted for like three months <laughs> to the point where I went, I made an appointment to see an ENT. And this is what I was telling you about. And I was driving to the appointment and I, Whoa. in my head was like, if this doctor says, this is just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You, this is, I, I was like, I'm going to buy a gun and kill myself. Right. Whoa. Like yeah, not yeah. like, no, no, people... I'm going to fucking kill my, I was like. I can't live like this. Yeah. It's like the euthanasia kind of decision. Like we've talked to Jake Wiseman who had like a severe like problem. I think it was from his leg, but it was affecting his spine. No, it was from his spine. And it was searing like knife pain for like months. He couldn't do anything about it. He literally couldn't sleep for like seven months or something. Yeah. And and he was like, if this continues, I'll kill myself. I don't know if I've had vertigo, but I've had like twice in my life this weird thing where it's like suddenly the – entire room just starts kind of like spinning almost that's vertigo and it's like i have to and i'm even laying down and it's happening yep. and it's like i'm just vomiting and like that's whoa. vertigo that's and, and classic it's, it's just vertigo, out of nowhere actually. and it was like i like wow. called my mom was like i don't either know that. what's happening you know like either that or you had one too many beers <laughs> you know what I mean? no that's classic <laughs> that, that is, oh yeah i was pounding them that, yeah dude that, fucking cap a cig dude nah dude did i mention never i was on party? a roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> if, if this roller coaster keeps on going, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I got to stop sleeping in barrels that are rolling downhill. Why is Donkey Kong it. my friend? The idea that you're always drunk and you're like, if I have to be like this all the time, I'm, I'm going to kill drinking. myself. That's generally how alcoholics do view it, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, that that type of suicidal thought is so different from a like depression-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. It's just matter of fact, like... I refuse. Yeah, I refuse like to be alive like this. You it's, would, a quali- you yeah. get, it's the same thing. Quality of life. Of like when you – like I don't like going to the doctors, but I always get to a point where I'm, I'll am be so sick, whether it's a sinus or ear infection, that I'm like, I'm going. I don't, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> they can you know, cut off an arm like yeah. for my sinus infection. I don't care. I just want this to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. It becomes very like uh, instinctual. Like you're an animal, and you're like, this and it's is, this really has to be resolved. yeah. It's common also with like terminally ill people where they get to a point where their quality of life is so bad that they're just like, I'm is ready. it worth it? You know, like when my dad was dying, he it was so weird because I saw him go through every stage of like he was at at first he was just like I'm going to be fine, everything's cool. Wow, too terrified, too pissed off at. The family for like, why are you guys leaving me in this hospital? Like, mad right. at us. all the stages. Yeah, it was amazing. Acceptance. Like textbook to the to where he diarrhea, got, diarrhea. That's one of the stages. Um, death yeah, was yeah. death Fucking was one of the stages. <laughs> Partying really hard, dude. Um, but yeah, they denial, accept, they anger. Get, they get to acceptance. a point where it's just like, mm. 
Yeah, I'm ready. Wow, and yeah. That's so fucking crazy. Are you, do you think... Um, Thank God he had the time, though, to process it, you know, like... Yeah. And, you know, It's better know. for... The, oddly, it's better for the family when the person dying it, it takes a while because you get to... Yeah, exactly. Oh, you get to grieve. Tie up loose ends. You're all Spend time with them. Yeah. Whereas for the person dying, it's the fucking... Like, I personally want to just go... I, yeah, right. the quick heart attack, fine. Absolutely. I don't want to... Or a gun, for example. Or a gun. Yeah, do you think... That's like a heart attack machine. (laughs) When I point it at people, it gives them instant heart attack. Do you think... Are you pretty positive that that you would have done it? Were you... Oh, for sure. Really? There's no way I could spend my life just walking, holding onto walls and like... Wanting to vomit. Yeah. No, I... I, I just wanted to check in. Yeah. You don't have to prove to me that it's bad. I'm not a liar, Dave. <laughs> Dave, do some push-ups right now. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man. Well, Steve, uh, uh, how fucking depressed were you when we worked together at Rob Deerdeck's Ridiculousness? Ridiculousness. I met you season two. We both came in. And you were the only fun thing. That was an interesting yeah. segue, Hampton. I just wanted to talk about it. I, think it's, I thought that like was such a fucking funny, frustratingly stupid show. Were you a staff writer or were you just there for a few we days? We were yeah. – I am not credited as a writer. I was like consulting. consulting. Okay. That way you don't no, have to join. No, but I know join. some people only go in for a couple days with ridiculousness, but you both were in the room every day for a while. Yeah, okay. yeah so you don't have to join the Writers Guild and right. pay dues and all that stuff. But um, I was happy to be getting a check. <laughs> I honestly was – and sure. Hampton was like – a, an anchor there. Like, I would have gone insane if you had not been there. Well, I was just so fucked up about it. Like, it's just like, it was really, I mean, uh, some of the top guys are actually the super funny awesome. guys, but then you have to work under, like, really unfunny people who are running the room or, like, other people in the room who, like, are hires because of friendships. Like, Jeff Tremaine is, like, one of the top producers. He's the guy that made yeah, from ja- Jackass. Jackass. Yeah. So he had a friend of his. Do you remember this guy, Chris? Vaguely. He was like a skateboarder yeah. who knew Jeff Tremaine for basically his his theory is that Jeff Tremaine ripped off Big Brother, like the magazine that formed his entire empire off of, you know, like he, like he stole it from Chris sort of thing. And so oh, yeah. Jeff Tremaine oh. does like nice things for him like, oh, yeah, you could be consulting producer on this thing. But this guy was basically a bartender, skateboarder, who would just get annihilated drunk. And one day he like showed up in a cop's outfit, uh-huh. and he was just annihilated, drunk, and like I don't think I was the, there. The, <laughs> I think it was still that season, yeah, or the next one. And like the head writer's like, she just cannot deal with this. Like she's mortified, and he's like annihilated, drunk. He's dressed like a cop, and he just like lays down on the ground and like sleeps, starts sleeping. And she's like, okay, well now you have to fire him. <laughs> like, did he get fired? Uh, yeah. Wow. It was like, you know, he just kept pushing it. But it was yeah. like, he was just mad that it's like, you know, he got like, he, in his eyes, like, you know, I should have been the sure. guy who made Jackass. Yeah, but if you like, say he was not funny, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's been every it, TV show I've worked on. There's always someone that's uh, hired as a favor and mm-hmm. every, everyone else is just like, I fucking worked to be here. Yeah. and. I'm making this better, I've and heard you're, you're making this worse. Yeah. I've heard stories of that unfunny friend hire being the boss. 
Brian yeah. Cook was telling me about yeah. this job he had where, like, they literally could not get scripts through because the person that was, I guess, it, it wasn't a show, it was a studio. And so it wasn't a showrunner. They were the person that had to approve everything. They just didn't understand what it was to laugh. Uh, <laughs> put them in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they were like, why did you send me this? And they were like, well, because it's funny. Like, what's funny about it? And would be asking what's funny about it, meaning literally, please explain to me what's funny about it, because I don't ever laugh. <laughs> I, did a table I, read. <laughs> I did a table read for a show yesterday, and the script was so fucking funny so funny. Everyone in the room who was not an executive was in tears laughing. And you look across the room oh, at every like person who's like responsible for uh-huh. moving shit forward, just looking. I'm the like president they of. Give a shit. I'm the president of lights on set. That's my yeah, job. Just like <laughs> it's like, what do you do? Like a huge joke would happen, and they just sit, just dead faced. Wow. Give us names. I, uh, I, I will after. Harvey Weinstein. Oh man, William Cosby. We try to bring Kevin Spacey. We try to bring Harvey Weinstein up at least twice. Every Joe episode. Rogan. Um, Chris Hardwick. Oh, Chris Hardwick. Man, I don't know if I've said this before, but fuck Nerdist. Dude. More like Dick. You know? More like Dick. Soft bitch. Right? Come on. Oh, what man. are you talking about? I'm good at wordplay. What dicks? I don't even Hardwick. Is that? I don't, oh, okay. I guess I, I guess that's somewhat connected. Oh, dude. Okay. Right. So, Steve. Speaking of nerdists, this is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt off. Whoa! That was the suicide. That was the suicide in history we talked about earlier. He killed himself because his dick was burned indirectly. <laughs> burned his dick. It really, it really plays out over the next like thirty-eight years. But um, what? That, that's how this documentary about him starts. Yeah, it's the first line of the documentary. Play it so again. I'll just this tell so you. Good. I'll just tell you what happened is this after we play it again. No, it's uh, a BBC documentary that, that is free on YouTube. This okay. is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt off. <laughs> So here's what I'm in. Okay, this I'm is telling all my friends. The, the very let's see how, Beth, how true story. Let's see how quickly I can do the version here. It's uh, Chris. No, not Chris. No, never mind. <laughs> Fuck this. Uh, David Reimer is his name. When he was seven months old, he went to get circumcised, and they accidentally burned his penis off. And then, in order to give him a hopefully a normal life. His parents found this doctor that was big in the era, in the arena of um, no 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 gender identity uh-huh. and at the beginning um, of that. yeah at the beginning so when the kid was about two years old they had him surgically castrated and then raised him as a girl oh, forced him to be a woman and then the kid you know became suicidally depressed and, and then became Vin Diesel <laughs> and that's Vin Diesel. <laughs> So, yeah, that's the story of Vin Diesel. Um, so know that. Happy ending. You see a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Or is it? Uh, <laughs> oh I mean, you got to be him. He doesn't have any hair. Um, yeah, and there's all, so many more fucked up things. At 13, he told his parents he would kill himself if he had to go see the doctor again because he would go see the doctor once a year. And the doctor, like, in trying to convince him that he's a girl – would like make him talk about genitalia and ended up making him uh, do uh, 
like, like sexual enactments with his brother. To, like, oh my learn. god! Like, yeah. like this, this doctor's super fucked up. So it was a really like it was um, interesting. It's a really awful and sad story. But like, there's so many weird things about the story that were just like, like the intro in that documentary is just absurd. <laughs> That's how you start a documentary. Yeah. By the way, is that how they do circumcisions with fire? No, <laughs> that's <laughs> not. Yeah, if you're off. fucking James Hetfield. <laughs> yeah, do it. So no. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, give me five. My dick <laughs> oh man. Put my dick for my child. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. At seven months old, they took little Bruce to a Metallica concert. <laughs> they got front row tickets. <laughs> but the pyrotechnics were out. Uh, we're so sick that night. And that is the beginning of a tragic story of the burning off of a penis. Oh, man, yeah. That's fucked up. No, the guy killed himself at 38. He ended up I'm like going back I'm surprised he to... last passed I know. Yeah. Yeah. He got married. He, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. I really, we were saying earlier, like, how well, good for him for, like, making a somewhat normal life out of that, you know? There are people that did not get their penis burned off that don't even reach that. Yeah, they're just For like, example, yeah. all three of us. <laughs> I was going to say, this dude made it to 38, and I was like, 38, and was like, hey, I'm a little dizzy. Where's it going? <laughs> At least I've got my penis. My dick's not dizzy. Yeah, you should have thought about that. <laughs> Well, your dick's not dizzy. <laughs> my balls are Dude. the equilibrium in my remember nuts that. are rough. If, I, if any of us ever have kids, remember that to say to your kids when they're sad. Well, at least your dick's not dizzy, you fucking coward. Dude, this chick last night made my dick dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Disney, went on the teacup ride. Whatever. If you don't stop crying, I'm going to burn your dick off. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's got to be your next T-shirts, Dizzy Dick. Dizzy Dick. That would have been great in, like, uh, that 70s show, like how the dad was always like, I'm going to kick your ass. If he was just like, I'm going to burn your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very I still don't understand threat. that. Like, well, They it, decided it, it, to yeah. do a thing called electrocauterization, okay. which uh, is. is not common. It's like not commonly yeah, the, done. The, the, like the doctor, they were like, "Let's try it out. Just like, let's give it a whirl." Hey, I got this yeah. new tool. Let's try it out on your <laughs> <Yeah>. kid. <laughs> you know, I burned my dick and it didn't fall off, so <laughs> <laughs> the baby will be fine, probably. Hey, wait, yeah. your baby likes this, right? Let's weld that kid's <laughs> foreskin. <laughs> you know. Uh, just puts on a huge mask. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Sparks are flying everywhere. <laughs> oh, man, what do we do? This kid is Wolverine. We should burn the dick off. Um, you immediately went to gun, huh? That was your... Is that... Okay, before that moment... Oh, yeah, it's, at, it's always... It's always been gun. It will always be gun. It's have not going to be suicidal, have, you, have you had suicidal thoughts before that in your life from depression or something? Or no? I've always known it's an option. <laughs> sure. I've yeah. never, like, yeah. that was the only time I was really considering it. Okay. I also don't think I can do it as long as my mom is still alive. Yeah. yeah. So I've got that going. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I've got no, that's a few a big, more years. That's a big thing is just you, like, that's really, um, I don't know, to have a good sense of self there. You understand that it would really, like, cause a lot of harm to yes. your social orbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people would be devastated. I'd leave a good note. <laughs> 
Couple I'd make zi- everything couple clear. Zingers. I wouldn't want people well, to be like, "Why the fuck did he do?" That? I would make it very clear. Dude, Mom, bullet, dude, wasn't you? My dad wasn't you? My note would just be my SNL submission, dude. <laughs> yeah, actually, we should submit suicide notes to SNL. <laughs> you know. As our package. And also some just as a suggestion. <laughs> With a like, cover letter, uh, and hey, then it just says, we well, killed I've ourselves. I've told you guys both about that book. You got to get it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Notes. What's it called again? To n- or, or Not, not to, to be. be. Yeah, yeah. I. It's out of print. Yeah. It's a book of suicide notes. And yeah. we definitely, yeah, it's, it's out of print, amazing. but you can get it. 101 goof em up suicide notes. <laughs> the yeah. funniest suicide notes. How to be the funniest there are some kid, really, kid in your life. Really funny ones. Suicide boners. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just pointing out misspellings. Yes. What an idiot. <laughs> this guy jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, but you know what he didn't jump off of? The English language. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the bridge? Have you watched that I have not seen the bridge. That'd be a good one for you guys to watch. I feel like I've already watched a lot about that. So when, I mean, like. Is it just a documentary? The funniest all part the... is the guy who, the one guy who they interview who survived jumping off the bridge who said, the very first thought he had the second his foot left the bridge was, oops. Whoa. Like He was like, I've just made a fucking huge mistake. Whoa. The second he <laughs> left the bridge was like, God damn it. Oh, man. Wait, wait, take it back, bro. And there was oh, there's also a great one. They interview this woman whose family was on vacation. And this was back when you could walk across the bridge. <laughs> yeah. And they were her family was on the bridge. And there was a guy standing there. And she said, excuse me, sir, can you take our photo? And he goes, uh, yeah, sure. And they give him the camera. He takes a photo of them, hands the camera back, and then jumps off. Whoa! <laughs> and he's like, can you take a photo of me real quick? There was also, so they show the photo, which is just really creepy. I also love whoa, yeah. the guy has one thought, like, as he just, his foot leaves the bridge, and it's just, cowabunga. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh yeah! I can see my house. <laughs> oh my god! There was one guy who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge where his suicide note—all it said was "nothing but a toothache." We should talk about him on the show sometime. Wait, yeah. that's real? No, that's true. That's, that's literally a awful. real thing. Yeah, totally. Huh. Apparently, he had some sort of debilitatingly bad uh, tooth problem. That just put him in so much pain that he couldn't handle it, and he fucking killed himself. Yeah, uh, tie a oh. string and fucking. And that guy's name door was yeah. Harvey Swam Weinstein. The... <laughs> Swimmy? <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Oh, I thought you said Swimmy. Swimmy Weinstein. Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey's brother who likes to swim. <laughs> <His> pet fish. <laughs> yeah. Harvey's pet fish. Oh man, both brothers have a thing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, actually, uh, we watched the documentary. Actually, it wasn't a documentary. It was an episode of one of those, you know, those E! True Hollywood shows. Uh, they had some offshoots that were about people who died in Hollywood. And there was sure. there was one that was hosted by this dude who was a fucking Jersey motherfucker. And he was the host of a fucking documentary TV show. And so the episode was about the woman who jumped off the Hollywood sign and killed herself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So much fun to watch because the guy's like, can you believe it? She jumped off. I mean, what a crazy broad. Or whatever. <laughs> it was like so, so ridiculous. The nerve. <laughs> yeah. Can you dice. believe it? 
Yeah, I'm Paulie. Uh, she was a flapper. She probably thought she could flap her wings off the Hollywood line. <laughs> so we were laughing so hard at how ridiculous this guy was. I was like, who is this guy? Why did he get a fucking TV show? I looked it up. Not only did this guy host like a few shows like that and publish a few books, he's the guy who was the main guy who covered up shit for Harvey Weinstein. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forget his name. But his name is like, yeah, Tommy Tomato or something like that. <laughs> Tommy, like, that sounds right. <laughs> she jumped off the H because holy shit. <laughs> holy shit, yeah. what a crazy bride. Like, holy Just shut up and cook me dinner and don't kill yourself, you fucking bitch. <laughs> More like holy wood, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. the holy mother. <laughs> I believe in God, just like all Italians. Tommy Tomato. Tommy Tomato. Tommy Tomato for Pope, dude. Tommy Tomato. <laughs> Tommy Tomato for Pope. You guys can call me Tommy Tomato from now on. I'm from New York. I am. I am from New York. Petey Pizza Pie. Petey Pizza Pie. That's my mother. <laughs> she has identity issues, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, well, she burned my dick off. Yeah, this is the callback portion of the podcast. <laughs> well, shit, Steve, what's going on with you, man, that has nothing to do with suicide? I'm still trying to... Oh, uh, what? Burning the, the a dick, dick off? off? Yeah. 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 Well, what would you Yikes. do? Let's say... Okay. It was literally Put so bad that they had to, like, just say, we're getting rid of the whole dick and make <laughs> a vagina. They fucked up and burned his dick beyond repair. They burned his dick around repair. That's the exact quote from the hospital. Beyond repair. Yeah. Repair. Well, I guess I shouldn't have used that lighter and oily rags. That was my bad. <laughs> By the way, I I'm not a doctor. I thought it was a, a wick. Also, that it happened in the By 60s. By the way, I'm not a doctor. I'm the janitor. So why are you yelling at me? <laughs> I thought I was like a Matt Damon, beautiful mind sort of thing, and I could just wing it. Was Matt Damon in beautiful mind? No, no. I'm just saying he's like really smart. Oh. <laughs> Okay. He's a janitor. He, he thought he was really janitor. smart. How he you thought like he could be a surgeon. You're talking about Google hunting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I said something stupid. Oh, okay. But... All right. <laughs> He's covering. You're stupid, not me. Great. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. I like it when I'm not stupid. Um, yeah. All right, Steve. Put yourself in this baby's shoes. You're seven months old. Your dick gets burned off. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do when they burn off your dick? <laughs> Just because they thought that the thing was a wick. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we need some light in here. Oh, no, that was the penis. Oh, shit. That yeah. was, that's not a menorah. <laughs> Um, it was Hanukkah, and I got confused. <laughs> it was the first night of Hanukkah. I, I guess I really like do. a little wick. Say it's your kid, though. Your kid, a doctor. You have your kid has to get a circumcision. The doctor re- accidentally removes his penis. Oh, I would probably what do you kill do? that doctor. I would yeah. beat the shit out of that doctor. <laughs> I know. I, I take off his dick and give it to my baby. <laughs> yeah. My was baby there now any gets info a full on the doctor. Dick. Like no. follow up. Like he got prison time or he got killed no because most of this this guy's story <laughs> a mob is uh, is focusing on the doctor who convinced his parents to reassign his gender and then like Jeez. did that weird like sexual and genital shit who by the way that doctor's name is Dr. Money no <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, this is kind yeah, of no, it is. Kind of yeah. Just do the first half of the show over again with slow reveals. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about burying the lead. <laughs> Dr. Money. Doctor. This is the story of a boy whose penis was burnt off. 
was <laughs> by Doctor Money. Yeah, See, I just I like that the first doctor who just you know mutilated the dick. He just took a mulligan. That's all yeah. it was. Like you know what? You, there are days and there are <laughs> days. <laughs> Man, Steve, thank you so much for being uh, Mer- on the show. Um, Mercury's in retrograde. <laughs> Steve, talk about uh, your podcast, man. Talk about your great podcast. Well, speaking of burning dicks off, <laughs> it's all about medical and uh, health-related issues. Mm-hmm. Oh, you we're no have, doctors. You should have that baby on the show. <laughs> it's too late. If he wasn't dead, I, w- I would. Baby, absolutely. you're on the line. It's called We're No Doctors. Yeah, it's right here at uh, Starburns Audio. Yeah, and you, you host uh, it with Busy a, Phillips. Yes, sometimes a woman named Busy Phillips Who is very busy. Now, would you say ah. it's irreverent? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck! I don't you. think it's irreverent. Fuck you! <laughs> Are you guys irreverent? <laughs> We're pretty irreverent. Yeah. Um, Harvey Weinstein has come up way too many times in the past twenty minutes for us to not be considered irreverent. <laughs> And swimmy. No, dude, this is a new show. Swimmy, swimmy Weinstein. <laughs> so it's not irreverent. It's straightforward accounts from two hypochondriacs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big time hypochondriacs. So maybe. You know, I literally went to. I think I have TMJ or I clench my teeth when I sleep, which mm-hmm. has is a new thing. But like my jaw hurts so bad for like four days hmm. that I woke up in the middle of the night and was convinced I had. Oh, no, that's what – I woke up the next morning, and apparently I had gotten up in the middle of the night because it was so sore, and I don't remember this. But I looked at my phone, and I had been Googling jaw tumors. What? Whoa. Which I didn't know was a thing, but it is. <laughs> oh, anything can be a tumor. And so I I made – I called my dentist the next morning, and I'm like, this is going to sound insane, <laughs> but can I come in and get an X-ray of my jaw? She's like – she's used to it by now. She's yeah. like, uh, yeah, fine. <laughs> Money for me. I, I she's hate like, being a dentist. Dr. Money over here. She's like, sure. oh, yeah, you uh, grind your teeth. <laughs> yeah, like, right. No okay. <laughs> That's weird. The last couple of days I've been like re- noticing my jaws just been clenching for long periods of time. I'm like, wow, this is like really weird. And I'm just chalking it up to like probably my diet right now. Like maybe I'm eating too much stuff that's making my blood go fast or something like that. Or Could be. I don't know. You guys are no doctors. Your blood does no go doctors. fast. I do know that about you. You do have quick blood. <laughs> the boy's uh, got the quick blood. We must take his penis. Quick. Get some leeches. Hampton's got quick blood. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite bit when, when Hampton and I were working on ridiculousness was uh, this fictional boyfriend of our oh, ex-wife, God, yes. Rick. <laughs> yes. I fucking was thinking about that. The, yeah, the whole thing was... No, it was the divorced dad who yeah. was blaming Rick for everything. And he'd be like, oh, sure, your mom's with that Rick fella. I oh, bet Rick's got a nice car. Bet she wow. likes the fact that he can, you know, make her come and his hair isn't falling out. And, <laughs> oh, Rick. Man. That was hours a day. It was us talking this about a real Rick. guy? <laughs> no. No, it was like, okay, what did I miss? <laughs> Just doing a running bit. It was a bit that went the entire time of... <laughs> Our just a fictional ex-wife. Like, we were really oh. just depressed all the time, so we would just start doing shit where it's like, of course, that Rick fella's with my wife right now. Kids love him. Oh, Rick takes you to the ballpark for games, huh? <laughs> that, man, that's, you doing that voice sounds like James Adomian doing Jesse Ventura. Almost exactly. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> That's all nice. I know. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Dave, what it. you got to understand is I've worked with the controlled demolitions, and I was in the towers when they fell. I died on 9-11. The melting <laughs> point of steel is 280 degrees. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for coming on the yeah, show, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, dude. This is awesome. Thanks, Wanted man. Wanted to have you on for a while. Listen to his podcast, We Are No Doctors, also on Starburns Audio. And Chicago, uh, if you're out and about, August 31st and September 1st, I'm recording my album, so please uh, come out. Lincoln Lodge. Awesome. The Lincoln Lodge. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, folks. This is Hampton here, and I know that Dave and I tend to make a lot of jokes about suicide, and we don't take it that lightly, actually. We really would prefer if you needed any sort of help that you would reach out to some sort of professional who could help you, because we are poorly equipped to do such. We would recommend that you would call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They honestly do incredible work. They will talk to you and they will hear you. We want you to stay with us. So thank you. Firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.